Welcome to the Ultimate Insurance Agency Podcast. Planet of the Agents. Planet of the Agents. Where we give you the real scoop on being an insurance agent and running an agency. This show is all about helping you focus on earning more money as an agent and building your own insurance empire. Empire. Here's your industry-leading host who has generated tens of thousands of insurance leads. This is Dave Baker. So in the last month, I have had the opportunity to attend two different types of conventions. First, I went to the insurance agents convention. Second, I went to a travel industry convention. What was the difference? Do you think that they were exactly the same? Do you think that they both had the same energy? Do you think there was anything different about these conventions? Do you think that both of them were very positive? Well, in this episode, I am going to share with you the tale of two conventions. And I'm going to tell you all about the extreme differences that I felt in attending these two trade shows and how it made me reflect on what's going on and where I think we in the insurance industry need to take things from here. So, are you ready for another exhilarating episode of Planet of the Agents? This one's already got me riled up and I'm still doing the intro. That means it's time for you to sit down, buckle up, and get ready. Because we are about to talk all about insurance. Let's go. Hello everyone, it's your host here, Dave Baker with Planet of the Agents. The ultimate insurance agents show. All about helping you build, grow, expand and of course retain clients in your insurance agency now whether you're watching this on youtube or you're listening to a podcast make sure that you tap that little subscribe button you click the little bell or you click the little heart or follow button whatever it takes to make sure that you show some love and also to get notified about every new episode that i put out now before we get into today's topic remember that if you want to reach me you can do that on planetoftheagents.com. That's where you can contact me. But more importantly, you've got to sign up for the newsletter, which of course you also do at planetoftheagents.com. Okay, so now that you've gone to planetoftheagents.com to sign up for the newsletter, we can start the show. Now, of course, if you are watching on YouTube, you might wonder where I am coming to you from. And once again today, I come to you from fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Now, Just in the thinking about making this episode, I was getting a little bit riled up because, well, what I experienced at the Insurance Agents Convention, the Agents Alliance that I attended in California in September was quite different than what I experienced in my my recent adventure over to the travel industry event called the IMEX Convention, which is for tours, meeting planners, destination management companies, convention centers, and cities to promote themselves and to get the word out and to connect with people who can do business with them. So if you've never heard of that, that's understandable because you probably are an insurance agent. That's okay. So if you, of course, I realize some of you are wondering, why are you going to this event? Well, that is because, as I've mentioned before, I'm also involved in the travel industry. And in fact, 
this is something that we are gonna be bringing to insurance agents more and more. So if you are interested in adding travel services to your insurance agency, make sure that you sign up on the newsletter uh, at planningoftheagents.com because we are gonna have some information on that. And what I mean is the ability for you to sell travel products, not insurance, okay? We're talking about booking hotels, booking cruises, and adding a new feature and a new product that you can sell to your agency. It's pretty exciting, I have to tell you. The vibe from that industry, very different. Okay, so let's dive into today's topic. All right, so first I wanna to talk to you about the insurance convention. What was the feeling? What was the energy? What was the vibe? What did I take away from how people are feeling about the industry? Now keep in mind, the primary attendees of the conventions are of course insurance agencies, insurance agency owners, and insurance agents themselves, right? So the vendors, of course, are insurance companies, but there were actually just a lot of technology companies, lead generation companies, finance companies, and I'll say there actually weren't that many insurance companies there, which is a commentary on what's going on. So, all right. Well, in case you're wondering what that sound is, by the way, that is the sound of many planes coming to visit Las Vegas because as always, people wanna come here. So if you do hear a little noise in the background, that's the numerous planes flying overhead. Everybody loves to come to Vegas. All right, so here's the thing. The energy and the vibe, if you will, at the convention for insurance agents was very negative. I heard a lot of negativity. In fact, there was a rumor that one carrier didn't show up because they didn't want to even address some of the negativity. It, it was rough. So what am I talking about here? Well, this took place in California. So if you're not from California or a surrounding state, you might not know what's going on, but the homeowner's market is getting very difficult. Selling homeowner's insurance is becoming much more difficult. Auto insurance has been tightened or restricted more and more and more because people want to raise rates maybe they can't raise the rates they can't make the adjustments the insurance companies cannot do whatever they need and it's causing a huge problem it's making it harder to sell it's making it harder to reinstate people it's making it harder to rewrite your customers it's making it harder to get new customers and it probably doesn't help independent insurance agents compete with direct writers now to be fair, some of the direct writing insurance companies have also made some changes which are not favorable uh, for the clients in the sense that they're making it harder as well. The next thing is talk of commission cuts. So number two in the negativity column at the insurance convention was the talk of commission cuts. There are carriers and MGAs or whoever else pays commissions that are cutting commissions. I, I've seen this personally, I've received some notices it's one of the worst notices that you can get, right? When you get a letter that says they're going to cut your commission, how do you feel? In one case, there is a carrier in some places, not just California, and it may or may not affect certain people in California, it, that has been talking or has sent some sort of notices about cutting commissions to 2%, 2%. Obviously, they must be doing that because they want to reduce their business, they want you to move the business. But it's painful, okay? It's painful because you may have built a book of business with these companies and now they're cutting your commission to 2%. That's like pennies. 
and you know you have that loyalty and now here you are in this tough situation so you're you'll find yourself trying to move these customers if you can and it's very time consuming i understand and there's, well there's not much we can do about it so what else was the negativity I heard about? Well, of course, there was the very famous line, I can't find anyone to help me. We can't hire anybody. It's too difficult. Hmm. So, coincidentally, I happen to be walking by this pretty well-known restaurant. It is called Panda Express. Let's take a look at what the sign in the window says. It says service team, starting at $16 to $18 an hour. Kitchen team, $17 to $19 an hour. Assistant manager, $22 an hour plus bonus, and general manager, $26 an hour plus bonus. Well, I know there are some of you out there who are paying your CSRs or people who assist you, you know, close to minimum wage, whether that was, you know, $8 an hour, $9, $10, and if minimum wage in your state was $8 or $9 and you're paying them $12 or $13, that was great. But when Panda Express is paying them $16 to $18 an hour, I think that someone working at an insurance agency is going to expect certainly to make more money. And this is something that people have to deal with. It is, again, it's not something you can change. We do have to realize there are things we cannot change that are out of our control. And it's something we have to deal with. It's not easy, but you have to deal with it. But again, that's, that was the third item of negativity, inability to hire anybody. The fourth thing that I heard about was the constant switching and arguing with customers. And I understand the clients are not happy with price increases or they're not happy with lacks of payment plans and things of that nature. And again, there's not much you can do about that. You're not setting the payment plans. You're not setting the guidelines. You have to work within the confines of what you have available to you. But that again was something that was quite negative. And number five was just an overall lack of options for insurance agents. And what am I talking about? I'm talking about carriers pulling out of certain things. Uh, I've seen some carriers say that they're not even selling personal lines insurance anymore. Other carriers have highly restricted the neighborhoods they're writing in. Others have turned off certain products completely. Perhaps a carrier sells auto, but now they won't sell home. They won't sell dwelling fire. They won't sell condo insurance. It's like you're running out of options. And this doesn't just apply to the non-standard market. I, I have heard of preferred carriers doing things as well. I appreciate that a lot of you reach out to me and share some things you hear because it helps me, you know. So please keep reaching out to me. Contact me on planetoftheagents.com and share what you see going on so we can all help each other. Remember, that's the point of this show is to help each other. I make this because I want to help people with the things that I experience. So. If I can share my experiences and it makes things better for you, great. Okay, so those are five things that were the overriding theme of what I kept hearing about. I actually heard a company say to me, I don't even know why we're here. We barely even sell insurance anymore. <laughs> what am I supposed to say to that? That was, that was shocking. Okay, now, but the point of this episode was a tale of to conventions, right? So let's talk about my experience. Oh yes, let's talk about my experience at the travel and tourism show. The overall vibe, very positive. 
We're moving forward. We're growing. Things are getting to be amazing. Okay, so what did I experience there? Number one, the vendors that I met with were anxious to help me do more business. They wanted to help me grow. They were there to help and encourage me and offer any insights they could for me to promote their venue or hotel or any sort of tourism. Now, you know, it's not like I'm selling out convention centers as part of our business, but the idea is cool and they really wanted to help me. They all kept saying, just reach out to me if you have any questions, reach out to me if you need any help. Let me know what we can do. I'm here for you. It was amazing. The, the, that, that was amazing. Okay, number two. And again, this is very positive. The overall theme was that the travel industry will be bigger and better than ever. So obviously in the last two years, things were quite tough when there were lockdowns and other things going on of that nature. If you're not watching this on YouTube, you're missing this pretty cool car. You can hear it, but did you see it? And I really want to know if that guy paid extra to get that color. Okay, so let's get back to what I was saying. The growth that's coming in travel is expected to be huge. So after the last two years, there was a downturn, things happen. Obviously, that was a hopefully once-in-a-lifetime experience. Hopefully, we'll never experience anything like that again. But the, the thought about growth versus contraction was everywhere. Everyone was talking about how they're going to be booking more people than ever, how business is picking up significantly, how people are getting more clients, how they're filling up uh, convention centers, hotels, etc. That was so positive. I felt so motivated after I kept hearing people say the same thing over and over. And I'm innately motivated. So to have them pump me up even more was amazing. Number three, that was a, the third item that was addressed was that there is even more opportunity to make money, earn commission, and earn more revenue for your business in the travel industry. This is the opposite of what I hear in the insurance industry. Insurance commissions are being cut, so there's obviously negativity from that. Uh, people are, people, I haven't talked to anyone who's really struggling at this point, um, but I can see that, that those conversations will start at some point. I have seen and heard people in the insurance industry say that they know that they have a large book of insurance business and when their commissions get cut, it's going to be significant. It could be hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. In fact, I heard talk of one company cutting commissions or, or, or adjusting them back to a, a certain rate, something like that. It was vague information, but they said it could affect producers that had something like 50 or $100 million on the books. Well, when you have that much business and you lose 5%, you know, that's $5 million. I don't know about you, but I don't have five million bucks laying around. Okay, so that was the third item that I got from the travel convention. I'm gonna stop the count right there. And wh why is that? Because the point of this video is not to sit and talk about the travel industry. The point of the video is to talk about the difference in the energy that I'm feeling and what I see going on. So we have to sit now and we have to talk about solutions and things that we can do. And what should we be doing differently? 
So let's, let's dive in, okay? What are some things you can do now with all of these things going on in the insurance industry? Because many of them you cannot change, right? So once you accept that you cannot change things like commission structure, although some of you can, if you're a large, powerful mega agency, you might be able to do that. But once you realize that a lot of the things like rate filings, customer complaints, industry technology are things that you can't necessarily change, well, that might, that might make you feel a little better. But let's talk about things we can do. What can we do? Let's not just talk about problems, let's talk about solutions. So let's go through a list. These are things that I've thought of that I think, uh, that I think can help retain people, which is always a goal, right? We wanna retain our current clients. And then additionally, maybe some things we can add to increase revenue. So number one is enhance your retention techniques. What does this mean? Well, this could mean a lot of different things, depending on what type of insurance you sell. If you sell auto and home insurance and personal lines, that might be different than uh, commercial lines, but I'm just gonna give you some general ideas of what I've been thinking about. So how can you increase your retention? Well, there's this common belief that if someone has a lot of policies with you, they're more likely to stay with you. I know that there are statistics on this. I have been to numerous webinar, uh, webinars and live seminars and had people send me information on this over and over again. So, although I don't always personally experience that, I will say that if they have these statistics are based on something, it's not my opinion, isn't necessarily important, what's important is the facts. So if those are the facts, those are the facts. So what can you do? You will need to reach out to your current client base and look for cross-selling opportunities. In personal lines, like auto and home insurance, there's always something you could do, right? Almost always, unless they already have everything with you. So everyone lives somewhere. So if they have an auto and they don't have a renter's home or condo, you might have that. You can check in with your clients to see if they have landlord properties available that you could quote. You can look up your monoline book of business. Your insurance carriers will often provide you with a list or some sort of statistics showing the data on who only has one type of policy, the monoline clients. Uh, commercially, same thing. There are a lot of cross-selling opportunities in commercial. And if, you, if you're not aware of these cross-selling opportunities, or if you're, if, you're just, or if you're just getting into commercial, make sure you're on my newsletter because I do have this webinar I'm gonna do and I'm really excited about it. I'm gonna share many years of experience in my own, my own personal techniques and marketing secrets of sorts and some actual you know, training on sales. Make sure you're at theplanetoftheagents.com and get on my newsletter. That's where I'm going to announce it. That's why I bring it up. Okay, so what else can we do? We can do number two, and that would be add additional products that you can sell. What am I talking about here? Some of the products are going to be complementary in the sense that they complement what you already sell. For example, if you sell auto insurance, there are opportunities to make money by selling roadside assistance on a monoline basis, meaning that you just sell a separate roadside assistance policy. If you sell auto insurance or personal or you know personal lines and you have a life insurance license, are you offering life insurance to your customers? I find a lot of people aren't doing that, but they have the license. Interestingly, we have something in the agent resources section where you can sign up, where you can actually send people an electronic quote that they can click quote and buy online for life insurance. 
It's very interesting. You sell someone a policy, like their home or auto, and then you send them an, an offer for life insurance for them to review. It's optional. Obviously, you have to be licensed to, to sell life insurance, but that is something that could result in another sale, and that could actually happen while you're sleeping. That's pretty amazing. So, what other products can you sell? Some carriers are offering home warranties, some uh, offer pet insurance. There are numerous other things you can sell that I think are, are good opportunities. Now, not all of them are huge money makers, but your overall goal could be to increase your total uh, sale and revenue per household. If you've never worked in a restaurant, sometimes you'll notice that restaurant will offer an upgrade like you can add a add a soup for two dollars or you can add a salad for a dollar fifty it might even be a bill on a to-go menu right and you're thinking well why do they want to do that do they even make any money because they're trying to increase their total sale and total value per ticket per person now in our in our, in our case it would be per household or per business something like that okay the third thing you can do is implement a little bit of technology to help your follow-up process in talking to other agents, I hear that a lot of people just are not following up with their leads and their customers and pending sales to actually turn them into a closed sale. I think that implementing text messaging, drip marketing, email techniques, and even follow-up phone calls if you must, or if that's your market, that's your skill, well, those things can make a difference in your business. So again, that item was enhancing your follow-up methods. Next on the list, I want to talk about adding non-insurance products to the things that you sell. What am I talking about here? Well, obviously, I already addressed the concept of selling travel products like hotels, cruises, and vacation packages. Now, before you say something like, doesn't everyone just buy travel online? My response to that is, doesn't everyone just buy insurance online? So the answer is no, not everyone does that. You can drive by travel agents today in big cities, including the big city that I'm in, with a million people, and still see people sitting in the travel agent's office. Now, travel can also be sold by phone. And again, if you want to learn more about this, I'm very interested in sharing some of this information. You can contact me on the website, or of course sign up for the newsletter, and we are gonna be sending some information on how your agency can also sell travel products. I think you will be shocked at the commission opportunities uh, with the travel products. Okay, another product that you can integrate into your business, which will require a license that I know some of you already have, is real estate. So I know that some of you already have real estate licenses. What are you doing with that? Are there opportunities there that you're missing? And if you are interested in learning about, about bringing that and marketing your real estate services to your customers, again, reach out to me. It's something I want to talk to you about. I also have some videos, which I can uh, send you links to, about bringing real estate into your uh, marketing process for your insurance business. Again, that obviously requires a real estate license. It's not something just anyone can do. I have heard about other things people are doing. Of course, there's the, the famous car registration service or DMV services. People do provide those. I know there are insurance agents who provide DMV services. Seems like a compliment to the business because you're already working on the auto insurance. I've heard things about uh, financing or using a physical office location that you have to have people come in for other businesses. Uh, again, I've heard things like the auto financing, different things where someone will pay you 
to have people come to your office for the purpose of maybe filling out something on a computer or a tablet and that's something you can earn revenue for. There are definitely opportunities there too. In the past, this was just an idea I had, was to be like a package drop-off point, but I don't know how lucrative that actually is. I've heard of it when I ask the people at the stores. They tell me they get a small amount per package, so it's not really worth it for everybody, especially for the labor. But it was just a unique idea. So, what is my takeaway from this episode? Well, there's quite a bit of negativity in the insurance industry, uh, in the retail side. It's unfortunate. It's, it's, you know, I find it concerning, but it also personally makes me a little bit sad because I've been in this business for about 18 years. And uh, we don't need to talk about my age, but clearly I didn't start when I was one year old. So focus on the things that are positive, things that you can change, things that you can control. And you know what? Industries change. We might be coming to a big turning point where there's a shift in what insurance agents sell. And we've already been through this many times before. So that's okay. You'll get through this and you'll just roll with the punches. Those who don't evolve tend to go away, right? So you wanna keep evolving. And there comes a point when we all have to realize a certain thing that we did in the past is no longer available for us in our business. It's not what I want to hear either. There are things that I used to do that I thought were great. Um, you know, when I got started in the business, I sold one product, then I switched, then I went from retail to wholesale. There have been a lot of changes, but you know what? We're all still here. And the best thing is that when you hear people in other industries complaining in the potential upcoming economic downturn, you might be sitting pretty because insurance, generally speaking, is quite stable. All right. So. I really just wanted to make this episode because I wanted to share what I experienced going to these two different conventions. It was really shocking for me. The energy I felt was just so different. And I attended these conventions one right after the other. So it's not like I, I waited months and months and months. That's why it really caught my attention. It was not like an entire economic shift occurred, right? It all just happened to me at the same time. And I could see the different ways both people were thinking. All right, everybody. As always, I totally appreciate you joining me here on this episode of Planet of the Agents. Make sure that you have gone to planetoftheagents.com, subscribe to the newsletter. That's where I send out the good juicy stuff. It will also get you access when you sign up to the agency resource section, where you can also log in and you will get access to uh, some parts, uh, some products that you can sell. You'll be able to sign up. We do have uh, a section where you have links to sign up to sell different additional products. Some are life insurance, as I mentioned. Some are property and casualty products. Um, there's quite a few, quite a few cool things in there. And if you want to contact me or send me a story, share your thoughts, please do. You can contact me right on the webpage, planetoftheagents.com. All right, everybody. Can't wait to see you in the next episode. Take care. Thanks for listening to Planet of the Agents. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a single episode. And Head over to our website at planetoftheagents.com to sign up for our newsletter and get even more information on how to grow your insurance agency.